Job 42, 1-10 Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Hear, and I will speak. I will question you, and you make it known to me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. After the Lord had spoken these words to Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Tamanite, My anger burns against you and against your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. Now therefore, take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up a burnt offering for yourselves. And my servant Job shall pray for you, for I will accept his prayer not to deal with you according to your folly, for you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the Tamanite and Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar the Namathite went and did what the Lord had told them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends, and the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We talked a little bit about this yesterday, the analogy of, we looked at uh, chapter 39 yesterday and the, the passage about the crouching lion in the thicket and and how the Lord provides for his creation and how there's a process to everything. And the analogy of creation that helps us to see the ways and the processes of God. And it, it, it seems like this is what's happened to Job here. He, he's like, I, I'd heard about you before, um, but now I've seen it. And, and in a sense, he's almost saying like, now I've lived it, you know, mm -hmm. now I've lived your testing. Now I've lived uh, uh, this reality. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on this well, passage? Verse five is, I think, the key verse in the whole book. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. So what was the knowledge of God that Job had before? And how has it been and transformed? I guess we don't experience? really know. I mean, he's sacrificing. I mean, there's some knowledge there. There's, there is a deep knowledge of God. I mean, the way that I think is, what I think is going on is in Job 1, he fears God. But that fear is really tinged towards terror. So right. he offers these sacrifices just in case someone might have sinned because he's so afraid that God's going to swoop in and well, smite. One of the things that we've talked about here is, do you know God only as a creator or do you know him as a redeemer? Yeah. And and it's like, this is, Job became a Christian, you know, like <laughs> he's, the, he's the classic kid. I grew up in a Christian household. I knew the Lord, but I always kind of feared the Lord and tried to do the good thing. And yeah. now he really feels like, I have been redeemed. Right. His fear of God moves from terror to trust. Yeah. Uh, and that's what God's response to him in the divine speeches that we've just looked at communicates. So, you know, I mentioned a couple of times there's so much debate about how to understand the divine speeches because God is not explicit in what he says to Job. We have to understand them through how Job understands them. And he clearly understands them to be communicating to him that he can trust God. And it's here where, I don't like to do this too much, but I do have to push back at the ESV translation in verse six, where it says, therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Because that word repent there, it's better translated and I am consoled or comforted in dust and ashes. If I feel like I've heard you give a whole, do you like give a whole lecture on this? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I'm not gonna do that now. No, it, but that lecture can we make that available to people bropez did you do that as a duck in the goose where, where have i heard this uh 
So basically, every time I talk about Job, I will talk about this. I think when I came oh, and did came. the institute. Okay, well, we have yeah. that yeah. because that I remember when you gave that that like blew my mind. It was so rich. So, so just you, briefly, we said in chapter two that the friends came to comfort Job. That word is the same word that yeah. appears here in verse six. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think what's going on in the book is the friends fail to comfort Job. God comforts him. And what Job says in, in verse the six dust in the ashes. is, I am comforted in the dust and ashes. Yeah, yeah. And one of the reasons why I think, besides the fact that every time this Hebrew word appears elsewhere in the book, it should be translated comfort, and it usually is, is the very next verse here where God says that the friends hadn't spoken rightly of him as my servant Job has. Mm-hmm, and then God mm-hmm. repeats that again in verse eight, as my servant Job has. So a lot of Christians particularly read the book of Job and they say, Job has to repent because you're not allowed to talk to God the way that Job does. Yeah. But here, God himself says, Job got it right. Yes. Yeah. And it's the friends who are trying to defend God. Uh, They had such a small view of God that in order to defend God, they had to attack Job. But Job has such a deep, big view of who God is that he actually attacks God to fulfill that because he says, God, you are good and he's, just. I he's believe holding that. God up to his own justice. His own standard. And, and that's, which is, it's just a theme throughout. I mean, that's not, Job's not the first person to do that. Yeah. You know, Moses does that. And Abraham it's, it's, does that. Yeah, and yeah. it's on behalf. I mean, I think of like Moses, it's, it's on behalf of, Moses becomes in that the redeemer, you yep. know. And in a sense, Job here, because it does seem like God He's he's correcting the friends, but then he says, "Offer these burnt offerings." So it's it's almost like he's trying to like through Job, maybe redemption is going beyond Job. Yeah, um, and so yes, I, there is this kind of gesture towards Job being a redeemer right, on yeah. behalf of his friends here. It's very powerful, and then of course the Lord, you know, uh, it, it, Job enters into the promised land. Right? He he, God restores him. He he enters into the the blessing of the Lord as he rightly understands who God is. Yeah. And I just to conclude, uh, a lot of people get disappointed by that conclusion because they have this view that, oh, Job is this tragic hero. And so this ruins the whole story and it makes it into a fairy tale that in the end, God makes everything right and Job lives happily ever after. But I think this is the way it has to be because if God is the good and just God that we believe him to be, he must make things right. Good and just, right. Yeah. In the end. Now, there, that comes with a big caveat, which is in Job, he makes everything right in Job's life. But there will be people who face suffering and they die in the midst of that suffering. They do not see this restoration on this earth. But that's where the hope of resurrection comes in, that there will be a day right. when God will make things right. And, and obviously this this story is a sign to us of not just a, a life, but a this this again bigger picture of life where we we have to see the fullness of our lives not just with our days in this creation but our days also in the new renewed creation and that's how we should talk about it you know so when you say in your life like the 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 right christian understanding of that like is yeah like you mean like in 20,000 years like it 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 is yeah there's a there's a temporal earthly life but my real life is beyond that with the lord this has been so good. I do want to just give a plug for the, and I think it's still on our webpage. If you go to the resources tab, when Jill, uh, when, and when Will preached on uh, Job 
42.6 and, and, and really dug into what he was talking about earlier, that repent uh, versus comfort language uh, in verse six there. It's so, so helpful. So please check that out. That was from the height of COVID. It's true. You, you were actually like the first guy to preach um, in our open worship. Do you, you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Like that was kind of wild. It's like, all these people with masks off. I know, I know. No, we had masks on. Yeah. Yeah, right. we had mask on, Will. Don't. Yeah. I was the one that had to take my mask you off took when your I mask preached. Up. Yeah, 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 and that yeah. was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, while you're doing plugs, if I can put in a plug, if people want to dig deeper into Job and they enjoy podcasts, I've got a podcast called The Two Testaments, where we walk through Job in 10 episodes with some leading scholars digging a lot deeper into a lot of these questions. I love it. Well, for Will Kynes, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.